Every woman has a relationship with Aunt Flo. That's the name the women in my family gave her. Maybe yours did too. But what happens when that relationship gets complicated? What's your overreaction? Welcome to your safe space to wrestle, reconcile, relish, and rejoice in the complicated relationship we have with our reproductive health. It's storytelling with a side of science. You're now listening to Overreaction by Tanil Daniels. Hey y'all, it's your chief storyteller, Tanil Daniels, and this is the Overreaction Podcast. Well, 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 it hasn't been a full week and I'm back with episode four, so we are making progress in 2022. Let me ask you a question before we get started. What type of person are you? Do you like deep dive into the new year or do you slow walk? I'm a straight slow walker. I am using the first month of the year to solidify my goals, put systems in place to support what I want to achieve, and really just regain my energy from the holidays for the year ahead. Now, I know in the last episode, I said that I had been using the last few months to relax, recharge, all of those things, but... Yeah, I just I just need to slow walk. And maybe that's a little bit of the procrastinator in me. I don't know. I'm trying to think, do I need to work on it and go hard or just give myself a little bit of grace to like slow walk me into the new year? I don't know. One thing I did do this weekend um, was I was finally able to use a gift card that I got for my 40th birthday from a good girlfriend for some professional home organization services. As someone who lives in a one-bedroom condo with what some may consider limited storage space and, you know, someone who likes to buy things, that's me, um, I always think about ways to maximize the space that I do have. So the organizer came to my home and helped me better organize my coat slash cleaning supplies slash all other junk closet. Um, Y'all, in a little over an hour, we were able to throw away a bunch of stuff I was holding on to and really no longer needed. Um, We were able to generate three bags of items to take to the Goodwill and also identify a few things to put on like Facebook Marketplace. More than anything, she helped me get in the mindset and into action around purging things and allowed me to have dedicated time free of distractions just to get it done. Because had it just been me in there, I would have been doing a little bit, then scrolling Instagram, then looking at TV and trying to figure out what songs I wanted to listen to as my background cleaning music. But I'm really happy with the outcome. Um, The message from that one hour activity is really to be intentional about letting go and making room for everything that God wants to bring into your life this year. That's it for me. I just want to make room for the blessings that God has for me in 2022. The other thing that I wanted to share with you all is last, um, I think it was Wednesday night, I had the opportunity to watch um, the Eggs Over Easy documentary, which was absolutely amazing. Um, If you have not had an opportunity to 
Look at the documentary. I encourage you to check it out. It was the right mix of education and storytelling, um, and the stories were very compelling. I learned a lot. Um, I also want to thank the um, small group of women that joined me on the virtual watch party. We really had some um, good discussions around um our fertility needs and things that we knew and things that we didn't know and we're kind of hearing for the first time. So it was really just a a great opportunity for women um, from a variety of generations to come together and talk about uh, fertility. Because as we talked about during that um, virtual watch party event, it's not something that our parents and their parents were really openly discussing. And so I will say that my mom was able to join um, the watch party and, you know, she admitted that there were a lot of things that she did not know until I started on this journey. And she continues to learn as I do um, each and every day. So I think it's just really important for us to create spaces to have those safe conversations. And I'll be doing more of that this year um, and moving forward because I get energy from it, one, so that's a little bit selfish. Um, But I know that it can help so many women as well because, like I said, we're not having these conversations probably as much as we need to. Um, The tide is shifting, right? So there was a point kind of even in that mental health space where there was a lot of stigma around therapy and people were talking about it with their friends, but, you know, we're not really openly talking about it. And then it kind of just exploded and now everyone feels comfortable kind of sharing, um, not everyone, but most people feel comfortable sharing some of their, um, you know, mental health struggles or uh, emotional health uh, issues that they have to work with the professional to work through just so that we can survive and thrive in life. So it's really important. So again, if you haven't had a chance to check out the Eggs Over Easy documentary, which premiered on OWN, Highly encourage you to go take it, uh, check it out. Five stars, five, five stars. Um, also, this past weekend, uh, I was able to get together with my immediate family to celebrate my dad's 70th birthday, um, which is on January 13th. And we were at, there to celebrate my brother's um accomplishments for 2021. He has done amazing things in the commercial real estate space. And so my mom and I wanted uh, to get together and just celebrate and shower the men in our immediate family. And so it was an opportunity to do that. So I want to publicly say happy birthday to my dad. Um, My grandfather, who I call Pops, says that after 70 years, like every year is a bonus, or as he says it, you know, you're on God's borrowed time. And it made me think about a um, scripture, Psalms 90, verse 10. I'm reading from the uh, New International Version. And it says, our days may come to 70 years or 80 if our strength endures, yet the best of them are but trouble and sorrow, for they quickly pass and we fly away. I thank my dad for his sacrifice, for his wisdom, for his provision, for his life of the party persona. I am, I am good, bad, flaws and all, because you are, and for that I thank you. Now that y'all know what's been up with me, It's story time.
three. Tubes are better than one. I talked about the fertility assessment process I went through, including blood work and ultrasound, which ended up leading to the removal of my right fallopian tube. I also shared that in vitro fertilization, uh, otherwise known as IVF, was the route I would need to take versus intrauterine insemination or IUI. Y'all, I was thinking about this when I was um, finished recording last week. I was like, did I say intrauterine or interuterine last week? Anyway, if I said interuterine last week, I really meant intrauterine. And um, I just wanted to correct myself if I did make that mistake and let y'all know that it was me talking too fast versus lack of knowledge. But anyway, today I want to talk to you about another part of the fertility assessment process if you're planning to use donor sperm. And this is where we'll pick up our story for today. It's episode four, 23 and T. To all my mothers out there, let me ask you a question. Do you know the genetic makeup of your husband or your baby daddy? Each and every day, women conceive children with men whose genetic makeup or DNA they know absolutely nothing about and vice versa. Men are out here having babies with women who they know nothing about. And let me not say know nothing about, but know nothing about genetically, right? Hell, I would say that a good percentage of us don't know anything about our own genetic makeup. We're out here creating babies genetically on a wing and a prayer. The prayer is that the person we end up conceiving a child with will align with our genetic makeup enough not to cause any issues during pregnancy or once the child enters the world. I will say, although, you know, it was not in my plan to be using donor sperm to have a child, there is one benefit of using donor sperm, and that's you and any donor available for selection from a sperm bank, you have to go through genetic testing. This isn't like Ancestry.com or 23andMe testing where you can, you know, test your ancestry and some health conditions. This is like the real deal. Not saying that now that was kind of bad because I'm not trying to minimize them, but this is just a little bit more detailed. More specifically, I went through a comprehensive and accurate carrier screening. This was done to help me understand the likelihood of passing a genetic condition onto my child based on the selection of a donor. This type of screening is not just used for those who are using donor sperm. Couples who are going through IVF may also go through this screening process to see if there's something misaligned genetically that may be causing um, their fertility challenges. Shady Grove uses SEMA4 as the provider of their carrier screening. I got the expanded carrier screening where basically they looked at 283 of my genes um, using a blood sample. Uh, My blood was collected in January of 2021, just to kind of give you all some context of where we are um, in the timeline of the journey. And the final report was ready for me in February, a few weeks following uh, the surgery that I had to remove my right fallopian tube. Once your results are available, um, you're contacted to schedule an appointment to go over the results of your screening and what impact it will have uh, on your selection of a donor. I had my appointment with the genetic counselor at the end of February. I won't go over all of my results because y'all don't need to know everything about me, Um, but I did test positive as a carrier for three genetic conditions. 
The one that I had to be most concerned about was alpha thalassemia, otherwise kind of known as AR. Alpha thalassemia is an autosomal recessive condition that affects the red blood cells. It can affect people of any ethnicity, but is more common in people who can trace their ancestry to Southeast Asia, India, Equatorial Africa, Africa, the Mediterranean, or the Arabian Peninsula. There are two forms of alpha thalassemia, um, and y'all bear with me because this is getting very technical. The first is the hemoglobin BART syndrome, uh, which is caused by a loss of all four alpha globin genes. Uh, it's very severe, and fetuses are either stillborn or die shortly after death. Alpha thalassemia, um, also is called ABH disease, uh, can also be caused by the loss of three alpha globin genes. This form of the disease results in um, more mild symptoms, um, including anemia, an enlarged spleen, and mild jaundice. Most individuals are mildly disabled um, by this condition. Some people with more severe disease require frequent blood fusions or transfusions, I should say. The type of disease as well as the severity of symptoms can be predicted based on the genetic variants detected. Um, Carriers may, again, have mild uh, anemia. So what does that mean for me? In very practical terms, it means that I could not select a donor who was also a carrier for alpha thalassemia. Y'all, I was almost ready to get into the fun, rolls eyes if you could see me, part of this process, picking out my baby daddy. But there was one additional piece of important information that I needed uh, before I could go shopping. Part of the lab work that is done by Shady Grove is testing for cytomegalovirus, also known as CMV. And here's where we're going to take a quick break to share the science. Cytomegalovirus is a common virus. Uh, It's in the same family as chickenpox and cold sores that infects people of all ages. Over half of adults have been infected with CMV by age 40. Most people infected with CMV show no signs or symptoms. When a baby is born with CMV infection, it's called congenital CMV. About one out of every 200 babies is born with congenital CMV infection. About one in five babies with congenital CMV infection will have long-term health problems. Once CMV is in a person's body, it stays there for life and can reactivate. Y'all, who knew? People with CMV may pass the virus um, via bodily fluids such as saliva, urine, pee, tears, semen, and breast milk. CMV is spread from an infected person in the following ways. I kind of just talked about the bodily fluid, so, you know, from direct contact with saliva or urine, especially from uh, babies and young children. It can also be uh, contracted through sexual contact um, from breast milk uh, to nursing infants. Also through transplanted organs and blood transfusions. All right, back to the story. The results show that your girl is CMV negative. Y'all, between 50 and 85% of all American adults have been exposed to CMV. The majority in childhood. 
In all my then 39, now 40 years, I have never been infected with CMV. You're like, okay, so what does that mean? So for donor selection, a CMV negative individual can only choose another CMV negative individual as a donor. Y'all, now I just told y'all that between 50 and 85% of all American adults have been exposed to CMV, which means they're CMV positive. Someone um, who gets, who's pregnant uh, and contracts CMV, basically the virus puts the unborn child at risk of severe medical issues, including intellectual disability, deafness, and seizures. So that's why it's, you know, very important. They highly recommend that CMV negative individuals only choose other CMV negative donors. So in addition to tall, dark, and handsome, of course, I got to add CMV negative to my baby daddy shopping list. And that's where I'll end today's story. I want to play a little interactive game with y'all over on the socials this week. What would be on your baby daddy's shopping list? Is it the same shopping list as one for your significant other? So what I mean by that is um, if you were having to select a sperm donor, would you have the same criteria that you would use for someone that you were meeting and dating and married to in person? So yes, head over to the socials this week and indulge me in your baby daddy shopping list. Alright, but before I go, let me give y'all this week's song of the episode, which is a little bit of a switch up for me because I normally give y'all some chill R&B or some uplifting gospel. But today I'm giving a nod to my love of hip hop and a banging beat with DNA by Kendrick Lamar. I got, I got, I got, I got loyalty. Y'all, I got so much feedback that I couldn't sing. So I guess this week I was trying to rap. But nah, seriously, Kendrick says, I got, I got, I got, I got loyalty inside my DNA. I got power, poison, pain, and joy inside my DNA. I got hustle, though, ambition, flow inside my DNA. I feel like Issa Rae right now. But what I wanted to ask you is, what's inside your DNA? What are the good qualities you inherited genetically from your bloodline? And I don't necessarily mean, um, you know, like carrier genes, like sickle cell or anything like that. But what are some good like characteristics that you feel kind of run deep throughout your family? Um, I'm really going to take some time this week to really sit and think about that and share with you all some of my thoughts on next week's episode. You can find DNA and many of the other songs that have served as a soundtrack for my journey on the Overreaction podcast playlist available on Apple Music and Spotify. One last thing, if you love or even just like what you hear, please take a few moments right now to subscribe, to share this with a girlfriend, and then rate and review. I would greatly appreciate it. All right, y'all, until next time, remember, stand in your story so you can boldly and confidently show up in the world. I love y'all. Thank you for listening to Overreaction by Tanil Daniels. Love what you heard? Go ahead and subscribe, share, rate, and review. 
Also, I want to hear your overreaction. So head over to TennilDaniels.com and click the podcast tab to share yours. Remember, stand in your story, show up in the world.